You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. I mean, many years ago, you could tap someone in the shoulder and there was no big deal, okay? Today, you do more than handshake somebody or look at them the wrong way and they consider it an assault or they consider it abuse. So I think our culture's changed a lot and I'm not so much in support of it, but it is what it is. Just like after 9-11, our world changed. And I think we as people and individuals, we have a responsibility to be accountable for our actions. And I also see that when they say the frat thing, I believe that it's like, you know, oh, you know what you said to this person. And it's like a team. So it's not just that the that they're going and making insinuendo or, or comments to the ladies. Uh, but I believe it's also like edging them on. You could do it, you could do it, you could do it. And, and, and I feel that's what it's like. And that's why I think they're calling it the frat boy culture. Because if it was just one person or a couple people and they were doing it, we could just snip it in the bud and we could handle it. But this has gotten way too out of hand, Marcus. Hello, everyone. It's that time for the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show, where we answer questions about technology, explain the way they should work, and why they don't sometimes. And now here's your host, John C. Morley. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Well, hey, everybody, it is John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur here, and you're tuned into the Jaymore Tech Talk Show. It is always great to be here on another Friday, uh, and this Friday um, is basically kind of the end of the month. We only have one more after the 20th. We just have today and next week, and we're in September, Marcus. We'll be moving right into the fall, some fall weather it- coming our way. We definitely are. Welcome, Marcus. It's always great to be with you, my trusty co-host, with some great commentary and uh, great information for our viewers. It's good to be here, John. So let's get right into things. So one thing that's been happening, and we've been talking a lot about this, is people's rights, right? Well, uh, Activision Blizzard uh, employees signed a petition denouncing the company's, and I quote, abhorrent response to a lawsuit. So this pressure comes on uh, actors in Blizzard as they're mounting as more than 2,000 current and foreign employees sign a petition to slam what they see as the video game companies, what they call abhorrent and insulting response to the California lawsuit. So Activision Blizzard, uh, the publisher you may or may not know of, a hugely popular game known as Call of Duty. I'm sure you guys all know Call of Duty or you have friends or family members that have played or are currently playing that incessantly. And also, I'm sure you know WWC, World of Worldcraft, right? right? And they're headquartered in Santa Monica, California. They have approximately 9,500. Let me say that again. 9,500 employees. That's according to the state's filing as of just a few days ago. So a spokesperson from the company blasted the state's filing investigation, saying it's inaccurate. And distorted in a statement to CNN, as I quote, following the lawsuit, the company did not immediately respond to the request uh, that was made this past Monday. So the company's statements in response to the lawsuit, and I quote, are abhorrent and insulting to all that we believe our company should stand for. The petition said, and I quote, to put it clearly and unequivocally, our values as employees are not accurately reflected in the words and actions of our leadership. The petition also cited internal statements by uh, Francis Townsend, a former George W. Bush administration 
uh, counterterrorism official, and Activision Blizzard's executive vice president of corporate affairs. Wow. So, uh, but getting into what it really is about, this petition calls for official statements that recognize the seriousness of these allegations and demonstrate compassion for victims of harassment and assault. And for Townsend to resign her position as an executive sponsor of the company's employee women's network, I think that says something or is sending a message, Marcus. What do you think? That's sending a big message. And you're doing this in a state that is known as the most woke state out of all the states in the United States. You know, uh, California is very known for its wokeism. And um, you, you, you're barking off the wrong branch here. Now, in case you're wondering what tree Marcus and I are climbing, uh, we're talking specifically about employees that have known detailed experiences that are documented at Activision Blizzard on social media since the last week's lawsuit. And they accused the company of fostering, quote unquote, frat boy work culture. Now, what does that really mean? Well, it's where female employees have to continually fend off unwanted sexual comments and advances by their male co-workers. So it's a frat house 24-7. Yeah, pretty much so. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're complaining about what's going on. And, I mean, first they're stating that, you know, the women are bringing it on themselves. I don't think they are. I mean, I think the question has to come into play. Are they dressing provocatively? It doesn't seem like they are. And, you know, it sounds like the company is just not really responding to these requests. And they're trying to blow it off and say that, you know, we're blowing it out of proportion, Marcus. Yeah, and it's all a, you know, misdirection, you know, into, you know, taking the time out to invest resources to actually investigate it and take some responsibility to, you know, even the allegations coming out at all. You know, so why even you know, push it aside and, and try to turn a blind eye, then you're a woman of all, of all, uh, of all nerves to, you know, uh, sit up here and, you know, uh, turn a blind eye. Well, for that lady to to to, uh, to pull her support, and obviously I know why she did it, the thing is this, when people act a certain way, I don't know if they don't understand, you know, I like to say that when somebody gets past the age of 18, okay, they should have some brains. And it's important for people of all genders to think with their heads at all times. And I think sometimes they don't do that and it gets them into trouble. And when that happens, you know, they always want to blame the media. They always want to blame everybody. But really the person, Marcus, they should be blaming is themselves. I think this is whole an exercise of accountability and how they're just annoyed because the media is calling them out. And at one time, I don't agree with the media all the time. You know that. We don't always agree. I, I have to say, though, this time I believe the media is right. And I believe that these incidents that happened um, and they were documented, I think the company needs to go back and readapt the culture and also reprimand these people for what's gone on. And if they're not going to reprimand them, they at least, Marcus, need to write them up. Okay, don't fire them, but they need to write them up. And maybe they need to bring in somebody to do a sexual harassment training. I mean, many years ago, you could tap someone in the shoulder and there was no big deal. Okay. Today, you do more than handshake somebody or look at them the wrong way and they consider it an assault or they consider it abuse. So I think our culture's changed a lot and I'm not so much in support of it, but it is what it is. Just like after 9-11, our world changed. And I think we as people and individuals, we have a responsibility to be accountable for our actions. And I also see that when they say the frat thing, I believe that it's like, you know, oh, you know what you said to this person. And it's like a teaming. So it's yeah. not just that the that they're going and making insinuendo or, or comments to the ladies. Uh, but I believe it's also like edging them on. Like, oh, come on, you could do it. You could do it. You could do it. And, and, and I feel that's what it's like. And that's why I think they're calling it the frat boy culture. Because 
If it was just one person or a couple people and they were doing it, we could just snip it in the bud and we could handle it. But this has gotten way too out of hand, Marcus. Yeah. And I even believe that this is into management. And that's why there's so much pushback. Management is basically doing these things and being the frat for some of these younger guys that are there. That's what I think is happening. You know, they want to be cool. They want to they want to act well. They want to they want to yeah, 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 we're going to get you that promotion. Don't worry. Yeah. What do you think about her? Yeah, they, they just they're trying to placate. And I think that happens so much um Marcus, we were having a talk about this on my on my LinkedIn just the other last night. And I was saying that in corporate culture people play games. They play games, and then when you call them out on the carpet, oh, we never said that. We would never do that. Well, you just, well, you're mis you're, you're mistaken. Like, we would never do that. Oh. And then suddenly you're the bad guy. I think a message has to be sent from the top of the company. And I honestly think they got to hit them below the belt. They got to hit them with a large fine. And I think when that happens... Or at least say, look, this is where you're at. We have proof of this. We're about to hit you with a large fine unless in 90 days we have proof that you're taking uh, directions to remedy the situation. And we'll be monitoring you. And if we don't see it, we might just slap you with a, I don't know, a few million dollar fine, five, ten million dollar fine. And I think, to be honest with you, that if that doesn't do it, if they do this again, then I think it should be jail time. Because I don't want them to think that money can get them out of any mistake. Oh, no, not at all. You know, too many people think that. So uh, we're going to have to follow that and see what's happening. I'm sure we'll have some juicy nuggets about what's going on. But there's going to be a lot of pushback. But this is different than the Facebook. It's different than the Instagram. And yeah. I think it's different because management is involved. All the other times, it was just some interns or some workers, but it was isolated. So we'll just have to kind of see, you know, what's happening and, and what they're going to do and and what this is all going to mean. But I feel that we've got to take some serious action, Marcus, and, uh, you know, go after these people and send a message. Because if that lady's pulling out support and they're losing money, they're losing sponsorships... Uh, you know what happens in the Olympics when somebody does something wrong. They suddenly pull out. Uh, there was a one lady, not to get too off on a tangent, and she was um, leaving and she was getting ready to have a baby. And uh, she wanted protection. I think it was Nike or one of those companies. I forget who. You probably remember. And um, she was good all these times. And she said, look, this is, I just don't want you to judge me for this year because I had a hard time with my kid and things going on, and she wrote the letter, and you know what they said? We can't protect you. But then, after she made the action, they protected her and other women athletes. It's just baloney. It is just baloney. Everything, unfortunately, is politics. It's not nice to say. No, it's not. No. But it's all politics, and it's all who you know, and this is why I'm not a big fan of large companies, because I just feel like there's just a click. I feel like it's like grammar school or high school over again. If you're not in with the right crowd, well, then you got to work till five. If you're with the in crowd, don't worry about it. You can work till two and just put down your left to five. It's no big deal. I'm not going to say anything. And that's what happens, Marcus. Yeah. yeah it, be, right. it, it becomes the in crowd. And then suddenly, if you're not gawking over the person or let's say supporting their insuendos oh well that's how you're going to be well get out you know that that's kind of the mentality and that's where the frat mentality comes from yes so we'll have to see what happens um in other news um one of our carriers uh did something that was not just a slap on the wrist uh a major carrier t-mobile actually confirmed uh, just a few days ago, that it was struck by a data breach. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah 
T-Mobile actually confirmed this uh, this past Monday and was hit by a data breach. But, of course, they declined to say whether any personal information from customers was accessed or how widespread the damage would be. So they acknowledge the breach after hackers told the vice president that they were selling full customer information. Of course they're, they're in trouble. I mean, why would they admit this? They're going to damage the company's reputation. Right. They claimed that it pertained to over 100 million people they were going to sell information on. Wow. The company says, and I quote, they're aware of the claims made in an underground forum and actively, quote, investigating their validity. Come off it. If you're hacked, let's stop playing the game. If it's a duck, talks, acts, walks, and looks like a duck, it's probably a duck, Marcus. More than likely. I've never seen nothing that, you know, mocks a duck. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a duck. So it's a hack. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, when they talked about the vulnerability used by hackers to gain entry into the T-Mobile system, uh, and I quote, it was the highest degree of urgency to investigate the breach. So it was funny uh, that they said in the company that they had, let's say, closed the loop on the hackers. But this really wasn't true. And I quote, we have been working around the clock to investigate claims being made that T-Mobile data may have been illegally accessed. Get off of it. We know it was accessed. You have they just said they have all these records. Don't tell people it may. Don't lie to people. Yeah, they're definitely telling us that it's raining when it's not. That's like the lady from um what was it? Uh we talked about this about a few weeks ago or a month ago. It was a great adventure. Well, it didn't actually come off the track. The wheels from the back might have separated, but it did what it was supposed to, but it didn't come off the track. I mean, come off it. They're, they're, they're twisting the truth. And I quote, they also said, we have determined hmm, that unauthorized access to some T-Mobile data occurred. However, we've not determined that there is any personal customer data. Involved. Get lost. Get lost. It's like every time they open their mouth, they never say anything truthful. They might as well just keep it shut. Yeah, I used to have a grandmother that said yeah, that you're lying and telling the truth at the same time. <laughs> they always said, uh, you know, uh, that, uh, you know, when is it, uh, when is a politician not telling the truth? Yeah, I heard that one before. When he opens his mouth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so T-Mobile is saying that, uh, you know, basically until they get their assessments completed, they're not going to confirm anything. They said that they're going to update their customers and their stakeholders once the investigation has been completed and they have true answers. I don't know, Marcus. I think this just seems like um, a jerk around and that they really don't have an intention to be honest until they're going to have to be. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you one thing, you know, the report says that their stock failed 3%. I think if it falls any further, you know, that's when they're going to make that decision there. We talked about this before, Marcus. You know, I always say companies cannot afford, the ones that say they can't afford to back up their data, they cannot afford to not back up their data. No, and, you know, it's not just about their data, but I don't know if you know this, and we'll talk about this on another show, ransomware is up. I do a whole show on that. Ransomware's statistics and attacks are up. And the thing is, most people that get attacked are part of these big companies. Now, even if they have a small company, if they have assets in a multi-billion dollar company, well, that company could get hacked. Because they're doing targeting, Mark. They're doing... Um, you know, a, what I'm going to call spear phishing, where they're going directly 
for the big enchiladas. They don't want the guy making a million dollars. They want the entire portfolio that's, that has a $10 billion. It's, it's interesting. And uh, more on the hacker uh, stories. The anonymous hacker stole $600 million in cryptocurrency. Right? Wow. Now, here's the oxymoron. Yeah, here's the oxymoron, though. Um, and then he gave it back. Oh, man. Uh, you know, is that just to, like, kind of just demonstrate what, they, what they're capable of doing? <laughs> I don't know if it was more of a threat. You know what I'm saying? And uh, a quote that was recently put on uh, Twitter, Mr. White Hat, a term that refers to an ethical hacker who raises awareness of security flaws, has returned all the stolen funds safe for a small percentage that had been frozen by the cryptocurrency issuer following Tether following the attack. Now, if you're doing something and you're a white hacker, because I've done white hacking before legally, uh, you have to let certain people know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to maybe let the media know or somebody let you know that, you know, you're doing this. You don't tell them what company say, Hey, we're checking a certain company out. Um, I don't really know if this person's doing what he says in honest intention. I think he didn't plan on giving the money back. I think he might've talked to his lawyers and realized that this could be a real problem for him. What do you think, Marcus? Yeah, this is pretty widespread, and um, this is supposed to be a decentralized finance platform. And anytime you involve yourself in something this huge and you penetrate it, you know, there's going to be some big boys coming to knock at your door. Exactly. And I quote, he says, I am not interested in money. He's full of bull. Yeah. Right? The co-founder of the forensics firm uh, Epileptic Poly Network had offered a $500,000 bounty to the attacker. Although it appears the hacker acknowledged receiving a bounty offer, it was never accepted, according to the notes. I also don't believe that nonsense either. Yeah, very, very much well possible that he did his own head and just back that too. I think he did that to put the fear in them. I really do. Yeah. But I also think he was out for the money. I think he realized that if he went through with this, Marcus, it could have been a real bad, not just day, but a very bad year for him. Yeah, he was going to be running for the rest of his life. So, uh, in, in you'd have to go to another kind. Well, the thing about, you know, people don't realize about cryptocurrency is it's not really controlled yet. And there's so many places overseas and Canada. But all in all, people are going to have to be taxed on cryptocurrency. So there's a lot of outfits that are trying to create this anonymous cryptocurrency. But I got news for you. Someone's wrong with that cryptocurrency. You just lost your money. There's no FDIC insurance on it. Yeah, um, had that been been uh, you know taken for real, you know, uh, yeah, like you said, none of that would have been returned back, you know. So uh, there was no way to be, that was going to be insured. And I feel that he did this to catch certain people's eyes. I also believe. The job offer, they didn't tell us this, but I think it was made. I just feel that his story about doing things for security is all bull. I think he wanted to come off as a good guy, all right? But then what I think happened is he had the intention to keep the money. And then somebody hired him. And the money was returned. But they don't tell us that part of the story, Marcus. We have to kind of interpolate that. Right. 
In other news, speaking about technology, a lot of the big boys in the tech companies are really starting to love the hybrid work environment. You know, some people are selling buildings and having people work from home and giving them a whole hundred dollars. Wow, don't spend it in one place, right? <laughs> so they can outfit their place a little bit nicer. Or some companies I know have given as much as $500 to outfit themselves uh, with a comfortable uh, work pad. What are you going to do for $500? Not much. <laughs> but it's more complicated than that, Marcus, because the small businesses are not really able to embrace this new way of life. Not because they don't want to, but because they don't have the money or the resources to handle this. Doing uh, remote working is big money. And there's so much that has to be set up and created so that people can build a new office culture without an office. Right. There are lots of companies out there, Marcus, forming. There's one company, I think they're in uh, China, and they're renting buildings, Marcus, for more money, virtual buildings, for more money than the physical buildings cost. Wow. And they're putting your, so you have an architect, you have a virtual architect. So just like you would do something in a real building, you have a real have an architect for your virtual building. This is nuts. <laughs> this is yeah, it's really crazy. What a, what a different world we have. And now when you get mail delivery, well, you can get mail delivery to your virtual office. Mm -hmm. You can mail to that physical address, which basically goes through the mail, but it's really just going to one building but they have it all routed. Right. And then when the mail comes in, they scan it, and you have the mail in your mail room, in your virtual office. Yeah. As someone said, and I quote, it has to be more intentional, especially when the teams are distributed. Those are things that most people are worried about and actively working on. Having Teams or having Skype or Slack is great, but if you don't have the culture and the rules and checks and balances set up, you're just setting yourself up for failure. And I quote Mr. Um, Zuckerberg, it's not just companies and their founders. Some startup investors are also rethinking their long-held views on the right way to build new products. That's interesting. That is. So that means that a lot of companies that start up don't have to have a building? Yeah, that's uh that's what is that's what it's turning into. And you know, we know Mark Zuckerberg himself now, you know, works uh you know more than half of the year now. There's his plans now to work more half half a year remotely. So I so I think there's gonna be a lot of startups taking on adopting that you know, that same mentality as you know, as it does come from with some benefits to it. But are people really going to get back to work, Marcus? Because I don't know about you and your area, but unemployment runs out for a lot in September. Yeah. Now, are they going to be stupid and reinstate unemployment, or are they going to tell people to get back to work? You know, that's that's the million dollar question. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think we're gonna have we're gonna have to wait until whatever it is, September fifth or September sixth, whatever it is, mm -hmm. and you know. I, I know some places that have school elections. They want to delay them till April, Marcus. Wow. Claiming that they have too much on their plate. I think people are just making excuses, Marcus. They're intentionally procrastinating. We all know that schools and didn't really teach much and kids didn't learn anything. This whole year coming into school is going to be called catch-up. I was talking to one... Um, uh, owner of a, um, of what do you call it, an after-school uh, tutoring service that as like a place where they come. And she agreed that they're not going to learn anything this year. They're just going to catch up. It's going to be an interesting, it's going to be an interesting year. And then with the, the COVID vaccines, uh, number three coming out, they're saying they keep changing it. They say if you have the Moderna, it was six. 
I had the Pfizer. It's 12 from the second. Now they're changing and saying eight months. And they have something for the Johnson Johnson. But they're also saying that they're not giving the shots out to the people that are healthy. You know what they're starting with? The people that have cancer. Because they're the most vulnerable. In fact, a couple people just the other day got their first COVID-3, their third COVID shot. But they're also stating, Marcus, that this COVID vaccine thing is going to become a yearly addendum. Yeah. And the country's just going to keep paying for this, which I think is insane. Yeah, it is. But they really don't have an answer. And speaking about things getting pushed around, Mark is actually pushing his offices uh, to not open until January of 2022. Yeah, and you know, it's he's not being drove by by um what's what's since um you know he's more drove on like you know what's been like the theme of like since this pandemic. It's just to you know, he, he thinks it's the right right move to keep everybody safe. Uh, I quote something he said, data not dates is what drives our approach for returning to the office. I don't really know about that. Yeah. You know, they're showing that COVID is rising in some areas based on the Delta variant. And teams in the U.S. are, will, they're saying, will not be required to go back to the office until January 2022. What happens in January 2022? Do we say we're going to wait till February or March? Yeah, I, I don't think that, like, there's going to be something special that happens, you know, that, you know, can tip these numbers backwards, you know, like it, exactly, Marcus. And the interesting thing about this is that Facebook's decision comes just days after Amazon announced it would not bring its corporate workers back to the office until January third, twenty twenty-two. What's going on here? I don't think it has anything to do with dates or, or data, Marcus. I think it just has a, as a thing to be. Let's follow the Joneses. Yeah, that's what it really appears to be, and we, we know the, the the those at the top, you know, are a, a part of a little club, and you know, and it's, it's usually monkey see, monkey do. Right. Well, speaking about the monkeys, uh, we have another one that's gonna be trying to be even better. They're not gonna open till February. Lyft has delayed its reopening until February second, and with them, Google, and Uber, and Microsoft have adopted a different approach to let's just wait and see and we'll delay until we see it's best. So I'm just wondering, John, you know, what, what type of customer service are we going to be really getting from out of these companies? You know, uh, see, this is a big problem. I know I'm not going to mention the name of the company, but I know one of our clients that has a very large uh, VIP office rental space in the United States. They recently outsourced one of their services. They were in Bangladesh. Now they s sent them out to uh, India. I went to one the other day, and uh, we had to do an installation. And these people, you can't talk to them. You have to talk to a manager. They ask for your Skype information. They ping it to them. They then ping you, and then you chat via video chat. I'm sorry. I think we're going backwards here. Yeah. I am all for equal opportunity employment, and I'm all for letting people from different countries work. I don't have a, a total against about that, although we should be allowing people in the United States that can't afford to put food on the table to get a job first and get a decent pay. I have a problem with the fact that you get these people overseas and they suddenly want to gouge you because they know that's what the U.S. rate is paying. See, that's wrong. Yeah. That's not what they're getting paid. They're gouging people. And then I have another problem. It's called accountability. And you've probably seen this before. Mm -hmm. They fall off the earth and then they give you excuses and they don't do anything. <laughs> we don't have that kind of a culture in the United States. And I talk to these people, I say, you know, if you acted like this, United States, you'd be fired or deported. 
we just don't tolerate that type of mentality or mindset, right? Right. And it's, it's a shame that, you know, it's not uh, widely spread to, for that to be known. And uh, people rather sit on their hands and, you know, allow you know, some of the foolery to happen. Exactly, Marcus. And you know the thing I, I, I have a problem with, and that is that people are looking for others to be sorry for themselves. Mm-hmm. Get off it. Like, do what you have to do. Don't look for people to be sorry for you. I feel sorry for you. That's the biggest challenge, I think, with COVID. I know there have been challenges. Uh, I had some the other day I know that had gotten it. And I said, well, you can't come back to work. And he says, well, why not? He says, I didn't catch it. I wasn't around anybody. They weren't home yet, but they did get it. I said, that's too risky. That's too risky. Well, I can get tested and come in. No. <laughs> no. And they're like, oh, okay, so how do I work? I'm like, I guess virtually. I mean, I don't know. I mean. I just feel people's heads are in the gutters. Right. And they don't realize, Marcus, that what they're doing is affecting everyone else in the population. I'm going to go back to what I always say, W-I-I-F-M and W-I-I-F-Y. They're all into W-I-I-F-M, what's in it for me, instead of what's in it for you. They're selfish. Right? How many people do you know in the world besides your family and your friends who do something great? And they're not cheering you on. I had a lady the other day. I'm not going to mention her name. I posted something. And uh, it happened to be a company that run, ran this board on LinkedIn. And they, uh, they run a local social media company here. I got a message from them privately saying, can you cool it? What? You got to stop monopolizing the board. I said, I post once a day. I post valuable content to help people improve their lives. Yeah, just don't monopolize the board so much. And what I've come to the conclusion is it's not about monopolizing the board. It's about the fact that you're making them look bad. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It sounds very, you know, very explicit. Yeah, and, and I said to you this once before, and I'll say it again. There are three stages to success. Step one, nobody knows you, nobody cares about you, nobody really gives a darn. Step two, people start hating you. People start criticizing you. People start trying to block you. I had a lady in my own town that uh, uh, was on a board and the administrator said to me, she says, um, I don't have your tax records. Said, what does that mean? Well, we haven't validated your ownership in our town. And you know, you're here more as a guest right now because we never really got your proof that you live here. Wow. And I just opened my mouth and I'm like, you, I won't say anything bad, but you have some nerve I'm saying to myself. I'm a first responder. I do all stuff. And I said, can I ask why you'd even ask something so stupid? She said, well, we, we, got, a, we got a question from a member. <laughs> One of your 1,900 people that stuck up something stuck far. And, and, I, and I have a problem with that. And I've been seeing more of it and more of it, Marcus, where these people are trying to rain on other people's parades. And the message I tell people is that if you're not harming somebody and you're providing value to the world and somebody tells you to stop, don't. I had the same thing happen to Rutgers. I, I have over five or 10,000 people on their board. One of their students came back and says, you're posting an awful lot. <laughs> Once a day with things that can grow your life, come off it. Yeah. So that I've been noticing that a lot around COVID time. Terrible excuses uh, for 
why they can remain complacent and uh, and then just expect you to slow down, you know, so that they can just continue to be complacent. That's exactly my point. And I had a question the other night, and the question was, I think it was uh, a few nights ago, and it was, uh, why is it other people are not happy and celebrate your joys, victories, and triumphs? And I know the reason is because they're jealous, they're envious. Because they don't like the fact that you're getting ahead because they don't like the fact that you're getting exposure. That's what it comes down to. But it's sad. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. That we have people like that that do that. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a win. Did I lose you, Marcus? Oh, there you are. Okay. Uh, so another point, uh, speaking on other things that are in the news. We heard, learned a little about Facebook, but we haven't talked a lot about our friend, Mr. Good Jeff Bezos. Well, he's doing something a little bit interesting. Get this, Marcus. <laughs> he's suing NASA. <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's a little bit different. That's very different, you know, um, we haven't heard about any lawsuits from NASA. Uh, so he filed a sealed complaint, which means they can't disclose what it's totally about. Mm -hmm. It challenges NASA's unlawful and improper evaluation of proposals in selecting Elon Musk's SpaceX to build the spacecraft that will land the next American on the moon, <laughs> according to a federal court filing. This is just bull. Yeah, it sounds like billionaire problems to me. So, you know, uh, it's like, you know, it's like fighting over, you know, uh, the toy, you know. <laughs> it, it, it's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Companies with billions of dollars never cease to amaze lots of people with the tactics and all their childhood games or, or uh, blow the belt business practices to force NASA to do business with blue or ocean after tactical complaints would anybody even want to work with blue ocean yeah i don't i don't think they would want to uh work with blue origin uh, after you know after this you know uh after seeing something like this you say okay well if he's not going to get his way he's just going to try to force his force our hand um and force and bombard his way into getting what he wants but then people will always know him as the guy that used his power and money to basically force a hand. Yeah. I, I'm starting to have a lot of disrespect for this man. I, I never really had a lot. I never was in love with the guy, but I'm really starting to have a bad taste in my mouth for this Jeff guy. I mean, we've all been upset with Amazon and how they provide the highest level of customer service, which is a a real uh, untruth but the way he's acting 
and what he's doing just makes me not even want to have a respect or any regard for this man. I used to think he was up to something good, you know, and, and people were knocking Elon, but I have to tell you something. Elon really doesn't get in any pissing contests with people. He kind of stays to himself for the most part. I mean, everybody has their moments, but he really tries to just do his thing. And he really doesn't try to go raining anybody's parade. He might build something, but he's not a guy, I think, that would actually try to sue NASA if he didn't get his space shuttle built. I just don't think he would do that. This guy, Jeff, I feel that I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if maybe the federal court bars him from even bidding anymore. Yeah, that's that's definitely a possibility. Seeing like that could be coming down a down a turnpike, you know, uh, if he doesn't be careful here, because you know, why would you do this? You know, it's just you know, if they say no, it's just no. You know, he's trying to force the hand and say, "Hey, I'm the bigger man, and I'm getting what I want because I have money." Well, so does Elon. Instead of it being a value proposition to help people, Marcus, it's becoming a power trip. You remember when you know when you were in grammar school or high school, uh, well, mostly in grammar school, and there were, you'd either be a team captain yourself, or sometimes you weren't lucky enough to be be picked as a team captain by the by your uh, gym um, uh, instructor. But a lot of times you did get picked, but not all the time were you like actually the one. And you sat there and you waited for people to pick you. And maybe you weren't as athletic as some of the other people. And you didn't get picked. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, okay, and you can just go on such and such team. Oh. <laughs> and, and it was like you got picked by default. I don't know if there's anything worse than that. Yeah, no one, no one really likes that. And uh, I think this is what happened in the case of Blue Origin. Um, when they when they first started building their project, because it's like you know, they won the first they won the first commercial to do it, you know, first commercial uh, space aircraft to do it. So winning by default, being chosen by default is not is not great, and and it also gets me to think of something on a relationship level. If you're dating somebody, and let's just say for example, now this other person comes along, and let's say that something goes sour in this relationship, well, that person wins by default. It, it's not great for that person to know that they were a rebound. Mm -hmm. You know, like, oh, I'll settle for you. <laughs> I mean, that just really, and some guys are stupid enough to say that, well, I'll settle for you since there's nobody else right now. What does that mean? You're going to dump the person once you find somebody better? I mean, like, Right, I mean, so I, I have a problem with that, and I think I think I think uh, Mr. Jeff needs to grow up. I think he needs to realize that what he's doing is not really what he's setting out to do. I think the reason he's doing this space thing is not because he wants to do something better for the country. I think it's about money. And I think it's about him getting in the limelight to be first. That's what it's about. Yeah, I definitely agree. And money's important, yeah. but I think it's about being first. And yeah. money's probably second. Yeah, so it's definitely an eagle trip. And uh, like you said, it's pretty disgusting. It is. And, and to see what's going to happen, we'll see what happens with the court. Um, you know, and... Uh, the thing about this is that as we talk about this whole thing, it goes back and forth. It just shows you the type of character that's in this person, Jeff. I didn't really know him very well in the beginning, but the way he built Amazon, I mean, I know he built a billion dollar company, but I have to say, Marcus, it's got the lowest level of customer service in the industry. And, and, and not... 
just that, just the way they, they treat their employees. You know, uh, they can definitely treat their employees a lot more better. They treat their employees very bad. And then, you know, when they make mistakes and you talk to somebody and you have the same problems going on. Like I told you what happened. I had a drone delivered to me and it got stolen. Oh, well, what do we do? Well, we can't help because it was a third party ship. What does that mean to me? Well, we have to do an investigation. I had to file a complaint with Better Business Bureau, Consumer Affairs, and District Attorney General's office, send it to them, and they magic told me you didn't have to do that. We were already in the process of your refund. <laughs> get all get lost. Oh, they're, they're they're all about politics. Yeah. I remember one time opening a fulfillment account with them, which I'd never do again. And I wasn't even using the account, and I was getting billed, and it took me almost six months to cancel it. Yeah, they're very notorious. You know, you you will, you will remove a, a credit card. I think the credit cards removed off the account, and it magically pops up. You know, it's like you know, how did you remember my credit card number? Well, that's what I say. And then when you call me, call the number, and it's like, well, we don't have an account for it. But yeah, but here's my card number. Well, we need to know what email and what account. Well, I deleted that. Well, we can't help you. Yeah, but you're charging me. Well, we don't know which department. Well, who? Like, <laughs> yeah. so finally, I had to go to Federal Trade Commission, DOBRA, Department of Banking and Insurance Commission. And they got to the bottom. But, you know, Marcus, a lot of people, even though they're bright, they don't know the pathways to take. They don't know what to do. It's a very interesting. And in and in, in speaking about things that are sad, um, CBS, uh, you know, Central Broadcasting Station, mm -hmm. they sell an iconic Manhattan building. They plan, they put on the market, the iconic building, Black Rock, Manhattan headquarters of CBS. They plan to sell it to the Harbor Group International for $760 million. The sale was supposed to transpire by the end of this year. The move is to shed assets to free up the company's finances in order to focus more on things like streaming, according to many of the key spokespeople. And uh, this one gentleman here, uh, Mr. J. Bobbin, and I quote him, he says, I can't deny that seeing this hits me in the heart. I've made a lot of visits to that legendary building over the years. Admittedly, it's not going anywhere. Good luck to the crew that would tackle that job. But some of its storied history changes with this. So the building's not being taken down. And I have to admit, they might take the name CBS off the building. Yeah, I think that's going to definitely go with it. That, that you know... Um I don't, you know, but it would definitely be quite cultured if they kept it on there. Um, but I don't see them keeping it on there. And I, I, I think it would preserve some of the heritage of it. Right. If they did. It would. It definitely would. But these real estate companies, they're really not out to make people feel good. No, they're not. They're the just out for the money. <laughs> yeah, they're not in the feel good business. <laughs> But uh, something like yeah. that, and I don't know if the Rainbow Room is next, because I think, isn't that in the same building? I'm not yes. sure if that's going to, yeah. So I wonder if that, that restaurant will close. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, a, that's an interesting question. you know. And, um, but people don't realize when you do something, and I know people do things for a profit. I, I get it. We all try to be profitable. I just feel that when you do something, you have to have an understanding. For example... If you're a realtor uh, and you're buying a building and you're buying, let's say, this this uh, nursing home, for example, and uh, you buy it because you want to knock it down and you want to build, you know, skyscraper condos. And when you knock the people out of that building that are paying the price there, where are all those people going to go? Hundreds of people. Now, you're going to get millions of dollars. But what about all those people that you knocked out of their homes? You're not going to relocate them. 
It's like, sorry. And what about all the people that work in that building? I just feel that when people make decisions, again, they're thinking with the wrong head. They're thinking with their head in the top, but they're thinking in a logical perspective. Now, I don't say logic is wrong in business because you have to think logically, but I believe, Marcus, sometimes you need to have a heart. Now, I know you can't do that every day. Uh, I know many years talking to creditors many years ago, and I'd always get them, and I was very good. I was like, so I understand. So I was like, so what challenges are you having in your life? Well, man, so you're you're fine. You're clear of any problems. Oh, your daughter. Oh, how's your daughter doing? Oh, oh, your daughter broke her leg. Oh, that's sorry to hear that. That must be a really tough thing on your family. And I know you're working here because you're getting the money. So I, I know you don't agree with the company's philosophies. And it must be hard trying to keep, you know, your daughter and your wife and everyone happy. Uh, when it's very hard and this was years and years ago right and and the guy was just like he was almost in tears on the phone and so i guess everything's about money isn't it i guess sometimes having that extra 50 dollars or that 100 dollars, you know i mean i know you would give anything that you had to make your daughter walk again wouldn't you and sometimes I think we take that out on other people. And that's not a good thing to do. No, and I'm not saying you're doing that, but I don't want you to have a vengeance for me. You don't know me. And I've had an excellent track record in the past. And it's the first time I've ever asked your company for anything. Due to a catastrophe that happened in my life where no fault of my own, an accident. Where I had a skiing accident. No fault of my own. And uh, put him on hold. He came back to the phone. And he goes, Mr. Morley, he says, uh, you know, you, you touched me. I said, oh, I'm sorry. He said, no, no, it's okay. He says, uh, I, I don't get calls like this that often. He says, usually I just tell them that we can't go there. I said, well, then, then what made you allow me to go there with you? Well, you made it personal about my family. Normally, when somebody asks for something, they talk about their life and what's going on in my See, that's not important to you. That's not going to make your heart bleed. When I talk about your daughter, uh, your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, that's going to make you really come to the table. And um, I said, what can we do? And he says, well, we can give you a six-month extension so I could pay that payment of nine or whatever it was. And so... I feel sometimes there are some companies, whether it be credit card, whether it be real, they're just very um, stark. And I'm not going to mention the name of a company, but there's one company where I'm, he threw everybody out of a building because they couldn't pay during COVID. Mm. And he went to sue every single one of them. And he threatened them so much that they just gave them all they had they paid it and he threw them out Wow! because the cost of the courts were going to be so much more that they scraped bottom just to be able to pay to the end of the year and he kicked them out and as long as they paid to the end of the year he wasn't going to sue them for anymore but that's terrible marcus when people yes. don't have a heart yeah. you know and i know in business you can't always think with your heart you can't you have to think logically however when you're doing something that's going to affect a large amount of people, I think you have to ask yourself, am I doing the right thing? Why am I doing this? Is it going to be, I, I have a phrase I think I've shared with you. And I, it's a mantra that I, I, I repeat and I've shared with people. And it's large sums of money come to me easily and quickly in increasing quantities from multiple sources on a continuous basis for the good of all that I get to keep. That last part is extremely important for the good of all that I get to keep. That means you're not stealing. You're not doing something that's going to ruin someone else's life. You're getting money and it's for the good of all and you get to keep it. 
I think too many, very powerful. Too many times people do things just because of the greed of money. And the Latin phrase, radis milorum escupiditas, um, which has got a lot of people to focus away from money. Now, money's not a bad thing, and money's not greed. It's how you choose to use your money. You can have millions of dollars, just like we can have a program, we can have a podcast. It's not the podcast technology that's good or bad. It's not the money that's good or bad. It's how you're choosing to use that money. You use that money to help your friends, your family. You help yourself. You treat yourself. You reward yourself. You have great things in life. That's fine. You're entitled to all that abundance. But if you have that money to burn somebody or to buy vengeance on someone, that's wrong. And that's where it's greed. And when you do that, and I'm not going to get into religion here, but that's when you put your possessions above um, religious things. I happen to be Roman Catholic, not to get into that, but you put in my case, I put it above the Lord. And so when, if you believe in your creator, if you put it above your creator, that's when it comes back to bite you. People always say, well, you can't have anything. You have to have nothing. No, they're not saying you can't have nothing. They want you to be wealthy, right. but they want you to use your gifts and use them in a good manner that are going to help others and that people are going to want to pay you. That, that's what it comes down to. And when a lot of people see this money and they see a way to get it, they don't think about the people they're going to knock over. Now, I'm not saying you can't be competitive in your life. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you need to realize that whatever you do in life has to be good and good for all. And when you do that, Money just seems to multiply. It's about having a mindset. And the last thing I'm going to leave on this because it's important is that abundance doesn't come from outside of you. Abundance comes from within. So be grateful for everything you have right now, whether it's a penny, whether it's a dollar, whether it's a pen, whether it's an iPhone, whether it's a glass of water. Be grateful for every little thing you have. And for when you're grateful for everything, more things will start showing up in your life. When you focus on what you have and you're grateful for it, you put that energy out into the world. When we focus on abundance, more abundance comes to us. And you might say, wait, John, how can I be abundant? I, I, I don't have a job, my this, my that, I'm in a divorce. I hear you, okay? And many people were in a situation just like you. And what you have to realize is that this is just today. You're here because of the thoughts you had yesterday and the days before. Start changing your mindset so that from here, tomorrow and the days forward, you'll be able to look back and see that where you've become is because of the new thoughts you put into your brain. But you have to start from that whole point. And if you don't have money to be abundant about, well, be abundant about things in your universe. I tell people to take the letters of the alphabet and think of everything you could be abundant about. A, I'm not going to go through every letter, air. B, birds. C, cars. Just be thankful for things around. People are like, well, John, that's nuts. No, that's being abundant. The greatest thing I tell people to do is go to a field and see everything in that field that's abundant. Because realize you are abundant. Think abundantly and more abundance will show up in your life. I love that. I love that, John. Like, you know, that's well, that's well said, well put, and uh, that that really, you know, helps uh, take people to the next level. I, I think so as well. And we're at the top of our hour and it is always great to be with you. And we had a great show and I want to encourage you, ladies and gentlemen, if you have an idea for a Jay Moore Tech Talk show, visit jmor.com. And um, if you have an idea for an unboxing, let us know what the product is. You'll have to donate to us and send it to us. And um, we'll be happy to take care of that for you. If you do decide to be a guest, it's not a selling show. It's educational. I also want to invite you to show some love to um, all of our channels, which you can find at jmore.com under social. And uh, what I say to people is our videos are free, okay? But if you feel 
Like, you just want to say thank you. My team and I are so grateful for every penny and every dollar we receive. We have a PayPal link below every video because we want to continue to give back to our great world. But we can only do this when we impact great people's lives like yourself. It has been another amazing evening, Marcus, to be with you. Same here, John. And we will be here next week. And remember, my friends, the abundance lies within you. For if you're trying to pull abundance from the outside world, you'll never find it. It'll just slip right through your fingers. You're already abundant, my friends. Start being grateful for that abundance and more of it will show up. Focus on lack and you'll get more lack in your life. And that's a promise. I am John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur, and you've been watching the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. And unfortunately, we have to say goodbye. I wish we could stay all night. Have yourself a great one. And remember to catch our uh, audio show tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Uh, we'll get to catch some great information. We'll see you next week, everyone. Have yourself a great rest of the night. Thank you for tuning in to the Jay Moore Weekly Technology Show, where we answer your questions about how technology is supposed to work and sometimes why you have challenges getting it to work that way. For more IT support and tips, just text IT support to 888 That's IT support to 888 and you'll get tips on technology. I'll see you next week right here on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. Remember, jmor.com. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown.